peace of our Lord be with you. Let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good works. With that rather odd sounding choice of words, today's lesson from the book of Hebrews names one of the most important possibilities of our life together in the family of faith, the possibility that we might challenge one another to think more deeply and love more widely. The possibility that we might, in the family of faith, inspire one another to go out into the world and live lives of kindness and integrity, careful speech and courageous clarity. All of us who are able, someday finding ourselves out there in the world, doing things we never dreamed we would do, alongside people we never dreamed we would know because we have been so inspired by what we have seen, heard, and learned in the family of faith. So inspired by what happens at church that we cannot keep ourselves from sitting down with and standing up for the same people Jesus would sit down with and stand up for if Jesus lived in Jackson. All of that is what today's epistle lesson calls provoking one another to love and good works something which has been happening here since the day our church was birthed. Here at Northminster, we are blessed to have what this morning's psalm calls a goodly heritage the heritage of a church which, though flawed and limited in ways that are true, I suppose, of every church, has from its earliest days longed, yearned, and even ached to embody the love of God in the world. A goodly heritage of congregational kindness and compassion, which continues to inspire the rest of us, 
provoking us to love and good works from one generation to the next. I have rarely been more conscious of that goodly heritage which those of you who birthed this church handed the rest of us than I was two weeks ago standing in the backyard of Beth Israel at that very large gathering who had come for the memorial service when a longtime member of Beth Israel made his way over to me and said, we did not know who would come, but we knew that if anyone came, it would be North You don't sow and reap that kind of heritage in the same day. With all our many flaws and limits, and not a few of which are attributable to my own lack of courage and clarity, we do have a goodly heritage for which to give thanks provoking us to love and good works from one generation to the next. A few years ago, a reporter from Baptist News Global called to conduct an interview for a story our, on our church's friendship with Mid-City and Georgetown a now 17-year-old community friendship, which we know here at Northminster as a wider net. At some point in the conversation, the reporter asked, how did you challenge Northminster to take on such a large gospel commitment? To which I replied, actually, it was the other way around. I didn't challenge Northminster Northminster challenged me. No pastor has ever brought that kind of vision to this church. Rather, every pastor has found that kind of vision at this church already here from its birthing, from the founding five standing on a street corner and meeting in a coffee shop in downtown Jackson, dreaming of launching a different and distinctive but nonetheless Baptist church, to this congregation's early decision to strive for at least 20% of its annual budget giving to go beyond its walls in direct mission support, to our church's consistent emphasis on and commitment to help and hope for whoever is most marginalized, ostracized, voiceless, powerless, left out, and alone. That kind of gospel passion 
has been here from the start. One generation to the next, provoking one another to love and good works, all of which makes Northminster the kind of place we want to support with our love, presence, prayers, time, and money. You knew that would come up because the order of worship says this is the annual stewardship sermon. <laughs> and it does take a lot of it, doesn't it? Nearly $2 million a year, every year, year after year, all over again to do what Northminster does the way Northminster does it. Each of us, all of us, giving what we can to and through our annual church budget. Needless to say, that kind of budget giving can sometimes feel not particularly exciting given the fact that significant portions of all institutional budgets, ours included, goes to pay for very institutional needs, such as building maintenance, insurance, salaries and utilities, buying light bulbs and paying light bills and other not so exciting necessities. But, on the other hand, what could be more exciting than helping support a budget which buys the balls and pays the bills which keep the lights coming on in the children's department, youth house, Sunday school rooms, chapel, choir room, and sanctuary of a church where week after week, year after year, from one generation to the next, the lights keep coming on in the hearts and minds of children teens and adults who then go out into the world to live lives of kindness and courage, gentleness and empathy, truth and grace, partly because they were provoked by their church to live a life of love and good works. Last Christmas Eve, at about 5.15 or 5.20, sanctuary was full, the narthex was filling, and one of our college students came racing in to go bounding up the stairs to hope to find some place to sit in the balcony. We spoke as he entered and then 
when he reached about stair two, he stopped, turned around, threw his big arms around me, squeezed me up close, and whispered in my ear, I gotta tell you a story. I was hanging out with a lot of my friends late one night a few weeks ago, and somehow, don't ask me how, but somehow church came up. <laughs> After everybody got through saying this and that about church, I said to my friends, my church changed my life. And they said, what do you mean your church changed your life? He said, I, I don't even know how to explain it other than to say that for as long as I can remember, week after week, year after year, somehow or another they kept saying, if God loves everyone, then we should I want to help pay for that. Amen. As we come to the close of this hour of worship, we invite you to make important decisions for our Lord and our Lord's church during this time of the